everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Mr. Monty Dunn. Thank you, Emma, for allowing me to come, and I'm looking forward to visiting with you. Yes, I'm so glad you're here, and we just met today, but I got to hear a little bit of your story uh, as we were getting ready. I know you came to know the Lord at a young age, grew up in the church. You ultimately went into the police academy. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And while you were in the academy, you met your wife? Yes. How'd you meet your wife? Well, it was interesting. I was in the academy and uh, a friend and I were playing tennis on Sunday morning. We had not yet found a church and I was coming back down at that point, uh, the main main road in front of the, this church. And I looked uh, off to our side and we saw a bunch of young, good-looking women coming from the singles area to the uh, main worship center. And we looked at each other and said, we need to go to that church. <laughs> and so that night, we we did go to that church, and we were so uh, warmly embraced by a large group of, of uh, young adult singles. Uh, and uh, they invited us uh, to, uh, at that time, the Pistol Pete's Pizza Parlor down on Northwest Highway, which was a hot spot in its day. And uh, so we all went there, and we were I was sitting at uh, with a bunch of guys, and the rest of the group were all around and, and uh, at a high table and dropped my napkin accidentally. Accidentally. And, uh, it was, to- of course, totally. And I reached down to pick it up, got down, looked, and I looked over to my left, and there was uh, the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen. Mm. And I said to myself, hmm. Well, I got back in my chair, and I spoke boldly, as I'm unfortunately apt to do, to the guys <laughs> around me and said, she is beautiful. I have got to meet her. And one of the guys looked right at me and said, well, that won't be really hard because she's my little sister. <laughs> Amazing. So you fast forward the clock. She becomes a great partner in ministry, and y'all actually move to a, a church startup. Yes, we, we were uh, in a church, and uh, we had led— a lot of different ministries. I would say that we never led a ministry together. Okay. And, and okay. that was significant because we 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 didn't know how to be one. Mm. But we we uh, had three wonderful children and were involved in all kinds of ministry. And we were asked to uh, help a startup church. And so our children were out of the house. And so we began the startup church opportunity just because we thought we could do that. Yeah. And, uh, and went there, and it lasted a couple of years. And unfortunately, as startups, uh, what happens at startup church from time to time, it failed. Mm. And so there we were without a church home, really for the first time as adults, and no anybody else to, to be concerned about but ourselves. And mm-hmm. so we found a watermark, and uh, we looked at it, and I said, well, it's too young, too big, too loud. Uh, <laughs> but we kept coming back because it was real. And for the first time in our married life, in our really our whole Christian lives, we found authenticity and we found transparency. Uh, we had grown up with the whole concept of, you know, put your Sunday go to meet and close on. Mm-hmm. And that didn't mean just close. I mean, that was your attitude, your action, and we didn't share anything with anybody. And we had never heard of being truthfully and honest uh, to, to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Even to each other in our marriage. And so it was so foreign, but yet so exciting. I'm so glad. And and you get to keep studying the Bible with your wife and with other yes. couples. And today, we're studying Titus 1. 
I'd love to hear your thoughts. I know you've got some notes prepared. I was drawn to Titus immediately because of the type of individual. I knew very little about him until I started looking. I knew his name, and you know, it it means his name is means honorable and trustworthy. And he was a, 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 a Greek who had been converted to Christ. But we find out about him in Second Corinthians. Paul yes. talks about. Him. In fact, he was selected to pick up the money that had been collected by the Corinthian church to go to the poor in Jerusalem, uh, which cannot be a, a, a small thing. No, because huge you're, thing. I mean, money, any money at that time, and still is, is important. And that's a long, long travel. Yeah, uh, dangerous. I mean, all you got, you know, so he was part of that, uh, and probably Luke, and they, they, they brought that. So he was somebody Paul trusted mm-hmm. and Paul cared for. And uh, and then I looked at him here, and I thought, man, that has got to be so much fun too to be uh, working uh, with Paul and, and building these churches and all that sort of thing. And I just imagine his his uh, uh, concern when he uh, when Paul says to him, "Okay, uh, we're going. Uh, I'm, I'm going elsewhere. Mm, uh, I'm going to leave you. Yeah, I'm going to leave you." And he says, "What do you mean, going to leave me?" And he said, "No, no, you. I because I can see Titus saying, yeah, 'Yeah, I'll go with you. We're ready to go. This is great. I love.'" Supporting you, and and We're Paul says no. Yeah, exactly. And so Paul says no. You're going to stay, and not only are you going to stay, but you're going to appoint. I need you to appoint leaders for these churches, uh, and not only you know don't go to the churches and ask them to select somebody, and then you you uh, appoint them. You have to select them. You have to pick these men out, uh, and that's got to be a daunting task uh, for for anybody and uh, in the faith, and and yet. Titus jumped right into it, and Paul didn't leave him uh, by himself. You know, he gave him instructions, mm-hmm. which is really what chapter one's kind of about here. And really, all of Titus is is how do you do that? You know, how do you select leaders, uh, and what are you looking for? And so, in at the time, you know, Crete was one of those places that's what happens in Crete stays in Crete. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, based immorality and you know, wild lascivious living and uh, honoring uh, everything but godly actions. Mm. And as we've found from time to time, when you're starting and getting people to know about Christ and new Christians, if you haven't been taught, you don't know how to act. You're you're going to act like a new Christian. You're going to act like a baby in Christ. And so uh, you can't have leaders doing that, or you shouldn't, because it's dangerous to to the church and to the body. He was giving the old concept of what are you looking for? Well, you're looking for men who are uh, literally beyond reproach. And that scares the heck out of you, beyond reproach. Nothing. But then you recognize, and it's not saying that you've got to be perfect, but you've got to be somebody who is living the life that, that, you know, the world looks at and, and they're not going to pick him apart mm-hmm. and say, you know, you're crazy. So, it, you know, and, you know, the husband of one wife is so faithful to your wife and, and caring, you know, a good family. Your children have to, to be discipled. And, and you know, these are, you know, three top strong things. And, and then you got to be, you know, honest and, and you've got to be founded in Scripture. Uh, you know, those sort of things that you, uh, that I just, I, I loved uh, that, not violent not given to much wine, uh, you know, those those are things that, and re-engage, uh, those are issues that we deal with every day uh, that uh, that Christians, believers, are still struggling with. And so uh, it's exciting for me to look at Titus saying, man, there's a lot here, and at least I've got, I've got a direction to go. But Paul also said he was supposed to, you know, to be able to rebuke those that weren't leading well, those that that were false leaders in the church, and and they're they're still around today, 
And most of us, and, and I see it more now, and I think it's always been that case, we don't want to offend people. We want to go out of our way to, and, and, and I think the younger generation really, really is concerned about offending and yes. also being offended. And so we've, we don't, we you know, just don't want to speak up sometimes. We don't think it's right, but we don't want to speak up. Or maybe we don't know Scripture, and, and so it's important that we do. So literally he's telling him, why, why are you doing this? Well, it's so you can sharply rebuke them. But the second part of that uh, scripture is that they may be sound in the faith. You know, it's not to rebuke them so you can put them down or make them feel bad or or make them examples of how bad they are, but it's so they can be sound in the faith. Uh, so Titus was given the task of speaking boldly, but he had what he was supposed to speak boldly about. And I think that kind of what upgrading me. That's what's exciting to me is, is I've— learn Scripture and know Scripture, I recognize that we've been given full authority to judge one another in the faith. Now, not non-believers, right. but in the faith. And, you know, we have to take that judgment as well. Accountability is difficult for everybody, for me as well. And so when my wife or community group holds, holds me accountable, I don't always like it. But what happens is I become more sound in the faith because they have given me— uh, you know, giving me sound advice based on Scripture. And so I, that's my takeaway from chapter one as I look at that. Titus is given a, just an amazing task. He was given an amazing opportunity to work with Paul. Oh, yeah. What a wonderful thing. a dream. Yeah, and then and then suddenly he's just dropped into this, you know— uh, Pagan city. Yeah, totally pagan city. That, that uh, you know, this is not a lifestyle that, uh, that uh, you would want to emulate as a believer, but it's in the church, too. I mean, it's, 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 you know, people did not know truth, and so they had to, to learn truth. And so he had the responsibility of, of not only sharing that truth, but finding, you know, men who would be leaders because church has to have a strong leadership. Man, I wish we could keep talking, but we've got to wrap up. All right. Do you have any last thoughts? Oh, no, uh, this has been uh, an interesting and amazing uh, opportunity, and uh, I ap appreciate it. I'm excited to uh, uh, continue to share what uh, you know, what we learned, what I've learned from Titus, and hopefully, it was an, an interesting and uh, encouraging time for everybody. Oh, definitely! Thank you so much for taking the time to prepare and to seek the Lord, and and I I can see visibly that uh, you've put thought and prayer. Uh, into the notes that you came with and, and the, the words you spoke. So thank you. And I am so glad we are on this journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.